Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. Are you as full of pie as I am right oh, now? Oh, yeah, my tummy is <laughs> just wrecked. In a uh, good way, in a good way. Yeah, we're staying with my parents right now. We just had a huge dinner. Huge! Oh, my, this chair is really crickety, too. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. falling apart over here. Enjoy the crickety chair, babe. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great time. We had an opportunity to surprise Alex's family, um, which we were so grateful that we got the opportunity to surprise them, as well as her friends. Well, I feel like that's kind of one of the cool things about this lifestyle is that nobody really knows where you are. I guess I could be a safety risk sometimes, but we always <laughs> have each other. So we normally tell the truth about where we are, but in this case, to surprise the family, we had to keep it a secret. Yeah, and realistically, we did the cross-country road trip in, like, five days. Yeah, something like that. Like, it was very quick, so we literally, like, left Yellowstone and then boogied across the country to get here and everybody was just shocked yeah and while we were doing that we actually were in the process of making another video out of it on how to live or how we have to live on a youtube budget oh my god so it's gonna be interesting because you're gonna see a lot of negative numbers well you're gonna see how much we actually get paid every day by youtube which sometimes is nice and sometimes is not yeah most of the time it's it's eh, you know. <laughs> But anyway, so that was a really fun trip and we made it all the way out here. I guess you could say right now we are mooch docking. Mooch docking. We have the van in the driveway and normally we would stay in the van, but we took everything out to wash it and we've been we've been staying in the house, guys. Whoa. Are we cheating on Olive right We're now? We're definitely cheating on van life right now. I feel like when we got here, everything was just so dirty. Like, we hadn't done laundry in so long. My parents' house actually got an alert that they were overusing their water because I was doing so many loads of laundry. Well, and it was definitely because of the laundry because Alex only had one shower. I had a shower at at your friend's house the day before. Well, I had a shower when we got... Oh, you're right. But then I had a bath when we got here, which, oh, I always miss a bath. Whenever I can take a bath, I'm like, Yes. But since then, I've, I've showered thoroughly a few times. Yeah. Frank's back on his twice-daily shower <laughs> no, routine. No, not that far yet. But definitely once a day right now. Yeah. So anyways, today's episode is all about Alaska. Yes, it because, is. Because, you know, we spent an amazing summer in Alaska, and, you know, it was just such a wonderful experience. We got to go all over the state. Yeah, we pretty much hit every quadrant of the state that you could hit via, like, driving. And we had an incredible experience while we were doing it. We got to stay there for 66 days, where most people, you go to Alaska and you're there for maybe a week or two at the most. So if you have the opportunity to explore Alaska this way, I would highly, highly recommend it. And you can cop the the ebook or the book, the guide to Alaska while you're at it, and that will help 
give you spots and locations where you could park and places you you would love to go and see that we went to. Yeah, so we basically took our summer in Alaska and turned it into a book that's available for sale on Amazon now. Mm-hmm. And it's got, you know, like Frank was saying, everywhere that we stayed, all of the local intel that we got from the various people that we met along the way. Um, interesting stories about our travels. Yeah, and even some friends contributed to it in the, in a sense of like how they got there and and kind of what they went through as well in in certain aspects. Frank, you were supposed to introduce me properly for the podcast. Oh, so next to me, I have this creator of many things. She's a director. She's a filmer. She is she is a a a, a book writer. A, oh, what, what do they call that? Author? <laughs> oh, sorry. She is an author. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I should restart. Should I restart? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. You're All supposed right. to say, like, the so guest. Today on-, on, our, on our podcast, we have this wonderful guest. She is multi-suited in so many different areas. She is a director. She is an author. She is the talent. She is Alex Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were joking around with my mom earlier because it was like... I need more practice with it. Yeah. I'm going to get better. Well, the thing it. that you forgot to mention that was the most important is that this is the third book that I have self-published the on third Amazon. Book, self-published. I was supposed to talk about the fact that you're also the media marketer. Uh, <laughs> PR. You know, PR. Social she media. She does it all. Yeah. You know, what does Frankie do is the question. All right? those things also, except for <laughs> writing of the books. But yeah, so this is the third time that I've self-published a book on Amazon. I'm very proud of you, by the way. Yeah. So the first book was about administrative support, which is the job that I did before we got into van life. The next book was, you know, the guidebook that we advertise here every week on the podcast about getting into van life Mm -hmm. and, you know, the A to Z guide of how to quit your nine to five job to get into a van and travel the country. I think the biggest part is that we want people to do it in a financially ready and smart way. So I think that's a big part of what we're we're putting together is this ability to be able to see the world, see your backyard, see whatever it is that you want to see, um, but in a in a smart way. Yeah, and we actually talked about that in the video that we just put up on YouTube yesterday about um, you know, how much it cost us to build out our van. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at the end of that video, it's like, well, this is how much it cost us. And if you guys want to know how much, you're going to have to go watch the video. But, you know, you could spend way more or well, you could spend way less. And it was kind of funny. Alex actually said to me, why do you, why did you say that in the video? And I said, because the people that could spend more money don't care. They don't need to know that information because they know they could spend more money. But the people who don't have the amount of money that we had to spend on this vehicle need to know that there's an opportunity for you if you don't have that much money to spend. You could go in. A, you could do it in a much cheaper way. Build your van in a much cheaper way. In or the have sense like a of simple setup. Have a very simple setup. Not necessarily like cheap. Like things are falling apart. But you could have it set up in a simple way where it is not as expensive. But the biggest thing about it is to not go into debt. Correct. So whether you're going to spend a boatload of money or very little money, the end game of van life in general is to be debt-free. Correct. I mean, what's the point of being on the road and traveling full-time if you're digging yourself into a mountain of debt that you're going to have to get out of later? And we do understand that there are certain crises out there that um, people will move into vehicles or whatever um, so that they're not just on the street. Well, they, don't they can't afford rent They don't anymore. have a roof over their yeah. head. They're looking for a roof over their head at that point. And, and we understand that aspect of it too. 
But realistically, we just want to let everybody know that there is the ability to get into it, do it for, you know, cheaper than than what we did necessarily. Yeah, so speaking of budget, going back to Alaska, there's a whole chapter in the book about how much it costs to travel through Alaska mm. because Alaska is probably the most expensive state that we visited. Yeah, it's expensive in so many different ways because you got to think about it when you're there during the summertime, that is their season. So everything is going to be quadruple what it would be in lower 48 uh, because people are trying to make all their money in that one season and then that's it. Their season's over. So they need to sustain themselves throughout the winter. And believe me, you could also make it very cheap as well if you wanted to like fish for your own food. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you don't drive around as much. Mm-hmm. Fuel wasn't too bad. Fuel it was, was pretty bad, comparable but to it wasn't like Washington. Too bad. It wasn't too crazy. Yeah, I think it was like th- on on average while we were there, it was like about three fifty. I would say right. on average because it started out when we got there at like three twenties, right? And then it raised to like three seventy while we were there, right? And then if you add in the Arctic Circle, you on know that average, was five dollars yeah. and change. So on average, <laughs> I would say it was probably about three fifty a yeah. gallon. But yeah, so we have tips on how to do Alaska in a cheaper way. Mm-hmm. We also broke down every single different. I'm getting, I mean, they're not all cities, but I'll just, you know, say all the towns, you know, the bigger points on the map that you're going to want to get to. So there's a chapter for each town as well. What I think is incredible is that Alex and I, we do things on a budget because we, we don't make that much money. So we have to be smart about what we spend. We had an absolutely incredible time. And if you do have a bit more money, you could, you could afford the plane ride, you know, over the glacier. You could afford those things, but to implement what we did in with those things is just like a big time plus, I feel like. So you get all the perks of the being able to save money and park in these wild, beautiful places while being able to enjoy it in whichever type of way you would like on top of the guide. Yeah. So today is a very special podcast episode because rather than having a guest, we're actually going to read a chapter of the book to you. Well, not we, you are going to. Yes. I think the experience of listening to Frankie read a book out loud would would... make you run. You would turn (laughs) off the podcast. Let's just put it that way. I mean, the accent's cool and all, but me trying to sound out words for hours on end, just not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who lives with you, Frankie basically has to read everything out loud. Yes. In order to, like, absorb <laughs> Understand it. Understand it, yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but as somebody who listens to that a lot, we'll save the podcast listeners. So Alex will just say, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so today on the podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into the chapter on Homer and Soldatna. What was your favorite part of that excursion? Oh, my favorite part was the orcas, for sure. Just the orcas coming up from, from that ocean. The first time ever seeing that was just incredible. The fact that like their fin is the size of a full-grown human is just insane because you see them in the distance and the fin doesn't look that big, but then you get the binoculars to your face and you're looking at them and it's, it's, they're just ginormous. Mm-hmm. Wild. Really cool. Yeah. How about that yours? That was absolutely amazing. Well, to hear mine, we're going to get it in this chapter. All right. Let's hear it, guys. Homer and Seldovia. Homer is the furthest point south you can drive on the Kenai Peninsula, which is how it got its nickname, The End of the Road. It's also the halibut fishing capital of the world. According to who, I don't know, but they're very proud of that. You can charter many a boat to head out fishing not only for halibut, but salmon too. Halibut gets the cheeky abbreviation of butt, so if you see bucket of butts on the menu, you're ordering halibut. 
This bit is the real attraction in Homer, a 4.5-mile stretch of land jutting into Kitchimac Bay. Lined with RV parking lots, beaches, fishing piers, fish gutting stations, public washrooms, and townhome-styled shops painted in bright colors, the spit is the tourist destination of Homer and why so many people flock here. There are tons of cute stores, coffee shops, pubs, and restaurants to explore while you're here. We had an overpriced but decent meal at Harbor Bar and Grill and then decided to save our money and eat in. But we did hear great things about a bus named Sue and the Salty Dog Saloon that's housed in a building older than Alaska itself. We splurged on a few fancy coffees and a screen print for our wall art collection of a whale booping a kayak, but can see how it would be very easy to get sucked into spending a whole lot of dollars as you peruse from shop to shop. We did a sightseeing tour out of the Homer Harbor, which is unique in and of itself, as it had to be designed for a daily 20-foot swell. The tour was very colorful, as we were on a boat named the Rainbow Connection with Rainbow Tours. It was reasonably priced at about $70 per person for a seven-hour sightseeing cruise to the landlocked town of Seldovia. Along the way, we saw otters, all kinds of birds, and multiple packs of orca whales. The boat would stop from time to time to allow everyone to take photos and enjoy the wildlife before moving on. When we got to Seldovia, we had three hours to explore the once booming fishing village, whose popularity plummeted when the road from Anchorage to Homer was completed in 1951. The village was stunning and quaint, known for its annual wood carving competitions. There are wooden statues everywhere, depicting everything from mermaids to giant mosquitoes. As cute as the town is, I can understand why its residents chose to be a few hours' drive from civilization instead of a few hours' boat ride. When we were there, the entire village was having a power outage that could only be fixed by having someone fly in from Anchorage to flip a switch. This must happen regularly, as the local residents were completely unfazed. On this bit, we spent one night in a campground, as we weren't sure exactly where to park, since all the other lots looked packed and had lots of complicated parking rules. We were with the New States, who suggested the city-run fishing hole campground as the least expensive in the area at $20 per night. There are no hookups, but they do have a fee, dump station, and water fill. They do not accept reservations, so it's first come, first serve. When we were there, only half of the 16 campsites were full. Then Drifter Journey let us in on their secret selfie spot. They had booked an overnight boat cruise that dropped them off somewhere in the Kachemak Bay State Park, where they went for a big hike and tent camped before getting picked up the next morning and returning to civilization. When asking the tour company where they should park their rig while out camping, they suggested the lot we've linked to in the coordinates section of this guide. They parked there the night before, the night of, and the night after their camping adventure without any issues, so we figured we would join them. As it turns out, that's exactly what this lot is designed for, so you're not breaking any rules by staying there. Our advice would be to stay stealthy about it, though. We kept our window covers up and generally pretended we weren't home. For showers on the Spit, there are a few options, including the Sportsman Supply and RV and the Homer Spit Campground, both at $7 each, so we decided on the campground. These showers turned out to be lovely wood-lined booths, each with a dressing area before the actual shower. A bit tight, but unlimited hot water was an amazing treat after a few days of dreary cold drizzle on the Spit. If you're a self-proclaimed dirtbag like some friends of ours, you can take a bucket over to the concrete box of a public washroom and clean yourself up real nice. Make sure to find a stall that actually has hot water and you're golden. 
I only tell you this because that's where friends of ours showered while we were there. And although I think it's incredibly admirable of them to save the $14 for another day, I burst into an uncontrollable laughing fit when I used the toilets and imagined how unpleasant it would be to be any degree of naked in that stall. Maybe that means I'm not as hardcore or full-fledged van lifer as they are. My standards are low, but they aren't quite that low. Yet. The mainland town of Homer has a good-sized grocery store where you can get some deals, like very cheap Oreo cookies. We bought three family-sized boxes for like $5. But even residents here head to Soldotna for their big grocery shopping trips. We also found an incredibly well-priced spa, the Homer Inn & Spa where we relaxed for three hours between their hot tub, sauna, and massage chair room, all overlooking the Ketchumac Bay and the Aleutian Mountain Range. They have several different packages. We chose the most expensive without a massage for only $67 a person. Well worth it. As we retraced our steps from Homer back to Anchorage, our only regret was not visiting Hope. We heard from more than a few people that it's a lovely town nestled about 15 miles off the Seward Highway, on the other side of the Turnigan Arm. You can almost see it from Beluga Point. The main attraction in Hope is a bar that has amazing live music every weekend. They also have several restaurants and hikes in the area that make it well worth a visit. Drifter Journey said it was their favorite place in all of Alaska, but we just never hit the timing right. Because the town is so small, it's only busy on the weekends and many of the restaurants and shops aren't open early in the week. Both on our way south and north, we ended up traveling on a Monday or Tuesday, so it didn't make sense to head over there. Alas, we had to leave a few stones unturned for our next visit. After exploring the Kenai Peninsula and making your way back towards Anchorage, you've still got a lot of Alaska to see. This was a strange transition for us, as by now we'd been in the state for almost a month. It felt like we'd explored so much, and at the same time, as though we'd barely scratched the surface on all that Alaska had to offer. One local warned there wasn't much beauty in the north, not like in the Kenai. We beg to differ. Sure, it's different in its vastness and landscape. You're leaving behind the coastal towns, for the most part, and welcoming huge landscapes with mountain ranges, boasting some of the tallest peaks in North America. There's a whole lot of beauty north of Anchorage, so let's get ready to discover it. Wow, all I could say is like hearing that, reminiscing about what we went through and all the things that we got to do is just amazing. Like how blessed and how lucky are we to have gotten these opportunities. And I feel like you guys will feel the same way once you have experienced these opportunities because of this ebook. Mm -hmm. And so if you have no plans on going to Alaska, it's just an interesting read. Mm -hmm. And if you are planning on going to Alaska, either this coming year or any time, definitely pick up the book because we have so many amazing tips for you. Well, and even if you weren't thinking about Alaska before, I think that this might go to the top priority of your bucket list pretty quick. I mean, it's just such an incredible place that even if you're afraid of the cold, the summertime is warm enough to where you don't have to be. And it, it's just one of those places that's just breathtaking. I think everybody should experience it personally. Yeah, I totally agree. After, you know, it's a little bit of a schlog to get up there Hopefully this coming year, everybody will be able to drive and it won't be a big deal. Um, Whereas, you know, when we went, it was a lot more complicated. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a reason that Alaska is at the top of every RVer and every van lifers or Mm -hmm. every nomads bucket list. Because it is just that wild. It is that beautiful. And it is 
such a crazy unique experience i, I gotta say i really like that word schlog it sounds like a very slow jog let's go for a schlog babe yeah quick schlog burn off that pie so, yeah we, we need it after that pie <laughs> and and honestly you can't do a jog after that pie you'll be doing a schlog no matter what right all right guys our review of the day for the podcast comes from not x's 84 they say I have really enjoyed Alex and Frankie's content from their van life journeys, starting with their first van, Lolo, all the way to their new build from Florida to Alaska. Wow. It's definitely inspired me to start preparing for my future van life journey and trying to sell the wife on it as well. You got this. Sell that wife. You know, <laughs> listen. Well, I mean, not, sell the wife okay. on it. Sell the life. Sell the wife on the lifestyle. My bad. My bad. Don't, don't actually <laughs> sell like, everything you own, including, <laughs> including your, wife. your wife. She's not into it. If she's not into it. Get her out of there. No, seriously though. I mean, even if you have to send us like a you know an IG message and and we can help talk her into it for you. Uh, Frankie would a hundred percent do that. Yeah, I would. I would help you out. Seriously. Um, but but realistically, we are so thankful for all you guys. We are thankful for the opportunities that we have. We're thankful for the beautiful, wonderful messages that we get to read from you guys. So be sure to leave a review. That way we can feature you in one of these podcasts as well. And as a self-published author, let me just throw it out there, that reviews on Amazon actually really help the book get found, really help the book reach other people. So if you've ever purchased our Van Life book, or are you about to purchase the Alaska guidebook? Please, please, please go and leave a review on Amazon. Even just like a couple of words really helps out. If you like the podcast, if you like the YouTube channel, if you just like us, is a great easy way to support us just by leaving that review because it gets us out there even further and allows us to create an opportunity to make a lifestyle and a living. Uh, you know, out of what we do for our lifestyle. Yeah, and we're so grateful for that every single day. We're working our little tushes off over here. Yeah. And uh, we hope that all of that hard work shows. Yeah, and we hope that you guys have an F&A day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Band Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.